Hey everybody, Will Houck here with the Roots Rednecks and Radicals, and I got a great interview lined up for you today. But before we get to that, just a quick reminder to give me a like and a subscribe on whatever application you're listening to this on. Apple, Spotify, Amazon, whatever it is, give me a like and a follow. That'd be amazing. Also, if you could share this with a friend and uh, just tell them about the show, that would be awesome. Also, I'm on four different social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube. So find me there, hit that subscribe button and get those reminders. Now, let's get to the show here. I talked to Brother Hawk. They're on Liars Club Records. They're label mates with Amigo the Devil. And this album sounds fantastic. Had a great conversation with the guys from the band. There was a little dog slobbering around the microphone a little bit. So uh, (laughs) if you hear that, I hope that doesn't bother you too much. Uh, But he seems like a good boy. And uh, we had a great talk about their, their, their music, this new album, and a bunch of other stuff. So I hope you enjoy it. There you go. Fantastic. All right. I was wondering if you could start off just telling us a little bit about the recording of the album, uh, where it was recorded, who recorded on it, and uh, what that process was like. It was recorded here in Atlanta at um, a studio called West End Sound. Um, and Tom Tapley is the engineer there. He engineered, um, yeah, he engineered mixed it, um, and we had uh, his assistant, Miles, Miles? Um, Landrum. Miles Landrum. Landrum. Yeah, Tom yeah. and Miles. They, they were fucking awesome just consummate professionals it was like the most it was the most professional and uh, studio environment we've ever been in like by a million miles it was really cool yeah it was awesome and uh billy joe bowers mastered it and um he's done he's mastered all of our full lengths so far yeah uh and we asked tom because i was like tom who should we get to master it and he goes well i use billy joe bowers and i was like <laughs> okay well fuck cool that works yeah because we definitely already fucked with him so it was cool he's awesome too was it mainly the the, the uh, all four people um, playing live? Did you um, uh, do a bunch of overdubs and stuff, or was it uh, kind of like a, a live organic kind of recording? We always start live with everyone um, and record everything, and then uh, you mostly to get the drums and the bass together, um, or you know, get whatever we can, and then we'll go back and you know, overdub guitars or keys or whatever, you know, vocals. This was the first time that we redid everything. We did like live takes for the drums, like in the room. And we had, you know, we had everything mic'd like we normally would. We're normally making a record in like two or three days. And um, we got, we had 10 days to do this one with Tom, which was really fucking awesome, also. So, not that there was anything wrong with anything, but we just re recorded everything. We were like, well, this could be cooler. Let's fuck with this. Or, you know, we just had time. Also, because um, he's actually not our permanent drummer, but the guy, uh, his name's Sean Bruno, played drums on the record, uh, old friend of ours that we've known forever. And we were in between drummers after the pandemic. And he kind of came in to, and helped us write the record and record it. Um, but we allotted two full days for drums and he only took one. So we even had like a whole <laughs> extra day cause he's just a fucking ripper. So he just went in there and smashed it. And we just had plenty of time to play around with everything and, and get everything just like we wanted. It was it was yeah. very cool. That's right, James. Because even James, like, redid all his bass stuff. James, yeah, J- like, because that's the one thing. Like, typically, it'll we'll keep all of the drums and bass, and then Nick and I will be the one to go in and do overdubs here and there. But th- like I said, we had time, and we just redid everything. So the drums are the only thing we kept from the initial live take. There's some key stuff here and there that. Oh really? Say, yeah. Here, okay. Yeah. My bad. 
No, that's all good. <laughs> no one tells out of school over here. He's <laughs> got all the details. So was it, it was it recorded like like post pandemic? Like you guys were able to be in the studio and not have to worry about you know all the, the yeah. Okay, that's it was cool. um like Feb- February last year. Yeah, February of twenty twenty two. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. been interesting interviewing people the last couple of years because it's like so many, everything was just thrown out the window and everybody, some were remote, some were able to get in studios with masks and there's just all these different things that was happening. It's like, it was just right. been kind of wild. It's kind of cool that people are getting back into the natural flow and, and uh, playing shows and touring and all that stuff, you know? A, yes. lot, a lot of this album we wrote like remotely, JB and I back and forth, like, you know, sending each other clips and stuff like that. Um and then it, eventually we started being able to get together, which was really helpful with Sean too. So, yeah, like go like, so like start of the pandemic, it was, I don't want to say good timing for us because it wasn't good timing <laughs> for anyone, but we had just played like a little string of show. We did that, um, a little live EP and just played like a string of shows off of it. And we were like, okay, well now we're not going to play for a little while and we're going to write this record. And we had written like two songs and then everything Everything fucking shut down down, you know so we were just like oh okay well like think we weren't on tour we didn't have anything planned like we were going to take the year to write regardless and ended up being we take you know what two or three years to write or however (laughs) long it actually fucking was you know no two years ended up taking two years to write because you know it was like six months of like not even seeing each other or whatever however long it was you know how it was so uh but so it was it we got off a lot lighter than a lot of people that do this for a living yeah so yeah decent timing for you guys at least yeah decent that's a good way to say that yeah yeah, (laughs) totally yeah well since we're talking about uh, recording and stuff um i i think that the guitars sound so heavy i'm a guitar player myself and i I just love heavy guitar sounds and uh, i'd love if you could talk a little bit about like your setup guitars and amps and, and and that kind of stuff sure um there's not a lot of what you would call rhythm playing and i'll also say that probably if it sounds super heavy it's probably the Rhodes and not the guitar um, because the Rhodes is the thing that sounds really heavy. My guitar sounds heavy sometimes. Like I use fuzz and, and things like that on different things. And a lot of times I think for some of the heavier sounding stuff, we might've even doubled guitars and Rhodes and stuff like that yeah. on some random things. Um, but that aside, all of the, what I would call rhythm parts, the, but but are basically parts that are not specifically solos. So they're probably not rhythm parts. I'm like doing, you know, things, leady type things. Uh, all of that was uh, a 62 Fender Bandmaster, a brown Bandmaster with the harmonic trim on and a Vibro King that Tom had in the studio. And a boost pedal that I use like all the time. Uh, one of my good friends, this dude, Andrew Wiggins, he has a company here in Atlanta called Moreland magnetics. And he makes like, um, high end fuzz replicas and stuff, fuzz faces and shit like that. And I have a range master of his and I use that pretty much all the time. And it's like always on. And I just fluctuate my volume knob to get different sounds. So like pretty much a large percentage of it is that setup with that boost on uh, and a tape echo. I think the entire thing has delay on it. I don't know if there's a single guitar that doesn't have delay, but we used uh, Tom's full tone tube tape echo for everything too. Yeah. Uh, and then all of the leads, all of the solos 
were my, I have a Germino, like a 50 watt base spec Germino. So it's like a 50 watt plexi kind of thing. It was that. Um, and then also Tom had, I don't think it's his, but he, he had a borrowing, a, yeah. a borrowing a hundred watt super base. It was like a 68 super base. So all the leads were the two of those things um, with, uh, with that same boost on. Uh, unless uh, randomly I'd use a uh, different fuzzes, but most of the time I just like slam the amp with that, with that boost. And then just like a ton of different guitars. I use, I use my Les Paul deluxe for all the rhythm guitars into the fender setup. And then I don't think I played a single solo with that. I could be wrong. They're just, that's the dudes from Mastodon run own that studio or bill from Mastodon owns the studio with Tom and so they had like all like fucking they used like a SG custom and like a fucking you know what I mean they had like they had all kinds of super nice stuff. I used like a banker strat on one of the solos and a telecaster they had there and a uh, SG Junior at Gretsch. Oh, I I didn't play any leads with the Gretsch. I did like double some rhythm stuff with different guitars. I did a lot of doubling rhythms that I had done on Les Paul with the telecaster. So like a lot of the times there's like a Les Paul and a Telecaster going on. Well, like I say, I say rhythms, but none of it's like really courting at all. But, um, but yeah, that, that's, that sounds pretty, I don't think I left much out there. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I love geeking out on stuff like that. That's, that's good to hear. <laughs> that's, um, is that, that, that was the main guitar stuff. Is the, the Vibro King, is, is that like a, a combo amp or what, what is that? Yeah, it's a 310. It's like a newer Fender. Oh, okay. I say newer. They made them in like the 90s, and I don't know if they make them anymore, but gotcha. newer, not, not 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 like a you know 60s Fender. Right. Uh, but it's kind of, um, it's just like a, a, it's like a 40 watt, I think it's, maybe it's 60 watt. I think it's a 60 watt 310 combo. So hmm. it's kind of like. I mean, kind of akin to a super re reverb, but they don't really necessarily sound the same. Uh -huh. You know, it's a different vibe. Yeah, yeah. But just a really nice Fender combo, basically. That's cool. That circuit. Yeah, that's cool. I got a um, a 1967 Deluxe Reverb sitting next to me right here. Ooh, that's my nice. uh, my baby. <laughs> there you go. I fucking bet. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> it's cool. It's been <laughs> modded too. It has like a, it has a 15 inch in it somehow. I don't know how. Oh really? Oh, yeah, and it sounds bassy, like really really heavy. Um, like imagine. a lot of low end to it. It's a, it's a yeah. weird amp. I'm I'm a I'm a freak for low end. I oh, got yeah. it's got to be thick and tight and there like regardless of whether it's like heavy or not that's like it's just such a it's got a thump it's got a thump i gotta have that thonk on that bottom <laughs> that bottom string you know yeah yeah i feel you well well speaking of that i think the, the song the dreamer has a lot of that sound um uh, coming in it and it has um i, I thought it had there's some a couple parts that remind me of pink floyd a little bit and uh, just a really cool spatial kind of vibe to it and uh, I, lo I love that song i was wondering if you guys could talk about that one just a little bit and where it came from and the songwriting behind that one yeah okay so um the guy sean that played drums on this record he and i had a band before brother hawk so this is like 2004 to 2008 kind of thing called Crossbear, and it was like a more like um i don't know uh like a converge style band for lack of a better comparison it was like heavy kind of melodic a little chaotic you know what i mean that kind of thing um and so that main riff from that song is a riff from that band that i always really liked and so when sean came in and started 
like doing brother heart practice with us, um, it just brought me back. You know, I just randomly play some of those riffs and I started playing that one day and we just started fucking jamming on it. And we were like, this, this riff is sick. So <laughs> we just kind of went with it. Um, and started building it from there. It actually took a really long time to come together because that main riff that comes in is so, we have this thing where like, we'll write a riff and we'll be like, this is so like on the nose good and like what we want it to be that like it becomes hard to come up with something to go with it. You know, where we're like, oh, we don't fuck it up. Like we're in love with this thing. Cause we'll, when we get something like that, we'll play it for a fucking hour until everybody kind of gets ride and comfortable and figures everything out and you know what i mean that and then you're shit. like okay what the hell are we going to do with this <laughs> yeah exactly then, like you listen to it and it just becomes like oh this song is an hour-long jam of one riff because we like it and it sounds really good we love to like go back and listen to it but then like you have to turn it into a song at some point so it took that one took a while like to to feel like we were doing it justice yeah. you know like going in between like that part and something else well the, the chorus riff of that song we also had for a while that we were jamming on its own and didn't necessarily think. Oh yeah. We were using yeah. it in a different key. Yeah. So those were two different things. We didn't, we had, had no, like we weren't mm -hmm. connecting them at all. And cause the chorus riff, we were just like, this thing is, they were both those things where it's like, Oh, this is a riff and we play it forever and it's really good. And this is another one. And yeah. I don't, I think I probably just was one day I was like, what can go, oh, maybe this riff could work and let's try it in the key of the other riff. We might have even gone back and forth between, we do a lot of that kind of shit, just trying to figure out what's good and what's going to work or whatever. Um, but yeah, then that came together. And I, I all along had the idea for the intro where I wanted it. We didn't necessarily have it written, but I was like, I want it to be, actually, no, we did. I think the intro was something we had for a long time. It was like the intro into that first riff. And then it was kind of like, okay, what happens now? Uh, and we stuck with that for a long time, but just like the, that riff comes in. So it's like the biggest, heaviest thing on the record. And I love that. <laughs> it's like a nice, like really like major key, like beautiful piano, softly sung harmonic you know what i mean and it like sounds like willie nelson and then it fucking drops and so i always liked that about it yeah yeah it's a great contrast between that that intro part and then that the heavy riff part yeah definitely it's like the lightest thing right into the heaviest thing on the record like in one song so it like Dramatic effect, you know what I mean? We're all about the drama. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's good. I was listening to it just thinking like, man, I, I'd love to hear this live. I bet it just uh, kills live, you know? Like, We've just only played it live once. Huh. Yeah. Uh, because, okay, so after we made the record, before anything even happened, it had been a few years since we played a show at all, or it had been, you know, since the pandemic. This was like last spring. So we booked an Atlanta show right after we made the record with Sean. It was the only sh show that Sean played with us. This was before we had our, we got our new drummer, Bobby, who's incredible, who we love. We'll get into that. But, um, so we just played this one show with Sean, but the only thing we had done with Sean was write the record. Sean doesn't know any of our other songs or anything like that. So we just booked the show and we just played the whole record because we just recorded it and we were like, well, fuck, let's go play it for everybody. And that was really awesome. But that's the only time we've played it so far. We're about to, um, We've got some shows coming up at the end of the month in Florida and then a record release in Atlanta, um, April 8th. Uh, and that, that, that's when the first times we'll be playing it 
like with everyone knowing it, you know, <laughs> and also like shout out to all our like Atlanta fans for being awesome and just like coming and watching like 10 fucking songs they never heard yeah. before in their entire <laughs> life, you know, and being cool and enjoying it. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Well, are you guys going to come out West at all when you're, uh, when you're touring? We're really hoping to, um, you know, that's just up to, uh, I guess our booking agent and our manager and us and someone who wants us to come out there (laughs) (laughs) trying to make all that come together. Um, but we haven't toured the West coast as we haven't been past Texas Texas, as far as going West. Um, not for lack of wanting to, but you know, you just up until this record, we were like just completely DIY, like a hundred percent. Like we just did, did all our own records and booked ourselves and you know what I mean? Like just all that stuff. And just only recently, like, right. We got our manager Mark right at the beginning of the pandemic. So he joined, he joined on like a month before the pandemic. So that was interesting (laughs) too. Um, but yeah, we're putting this out with, um, Liars Club Records, who's uh, Amigo the Devil, our friend Danny, his label. So this is the first time we've um, – I lost my train of thought. This is the first time we've been doing some other stuff. Yeah. You asked about us coming out west. That's what yeah, you yeah, said, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh-huh. We're trying. We want to real <laughs> fucking bad. So if someone out there wants us to come out there and can actually make something happen, holler at us because we're – we want to go where the people want us to be. Yeah, for sure. We'd love to see you out here. All right. Where well, are you? I'm in uh, Carson City, Nevada. Oh, okay. Sweet. Yeah, so it's it's south of Reno. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a uh, yeah, it's it's a bummer too because like when people do come out west, I'm always like, all right, they're coming out west, and then everyone goes like Seattle to San Diego, and then nothing else, you know? Yeah. And I'm like that sounds about right. Come to Reno, just go over the hill. Like it's just a couple hours, you know? You know, but like not bad. How far how far is Reno from Vegas? We're really far. Um, we're about six and a half hours from Vegas. Oh shit, that is really far. We're closer to San Francisco. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're basically um, uh, just east of e- yeah, east of San Francisco. So it's, it's okay. Like I got you. San Francisco, you. Sacramento, Lake Tahoe, Reno area, like that. Yeah. That How is it? I bet it's beautiful, huh? It's gorgeous. Yeah. I mean, Lake Tahoe. Uh, we're in the mountains. We're in uh, uh, the Sierra Nevadas, and uh, it's snowing right now. It snowed like a foot and a half this week. Um, Whoa, that's nuts. Yeah, up at the lake. Fucking- like you should Google this. Um, uh, lake Tahoe snow. It's bonkers. Uh-huh. They've gotten like like. Like, I don't even know how much they've gotten, like, like feet and feet and feet. Like there's, there's, there's a picture from a snow area where they, um, a, a resort with their, their offices, they opened up the door to their office and the snow was higher than their like door. <laughs> that's insane. It's been yeah. like 80 degrees here for the last week. So yeah. that's like super fucking insane. It's so I'm unbelievable. In, I'm in shorts and no shoes right now. <laughs> I'm jealous. With my doors open in my house, you know? It's unbelievable. I've been shoveling snow so fucking much. It's ridiculous. Yeah, that's wild. <laughs> so wild. Yeah, it's good. We need it because we have a the problem with those fires, though, you know, and, and the drought mm. was causing massive fires. So we had smoke here for like three months straight. Like it, it, it the whole like everywhere you went, you could see like particles of like of uh, like burnt wood and like ash in the air. And it smelled like smoke everywhere for like three months straight um, uh, two years ago. Lake Tahoe almost burnt down. Like there's this massive fire that, that the wind that. shifted. Yeah, I, I actually have a friend that is like a firefighter that was like mm. out there in that shit to some extent. 
Yeah. Whole towns burnt down. Like there's small mountain towns that are like 5,000 people. Like literally the whole town burned to the ground. It happened like two or three times. That's wild. Yeah. So everyone's like, we love the snow, but it's also like, Jesus Christ. I'm over it. (laughs) Yeah. God. Hey, man. Glad glad you're all right. Yeah. It's been a little wild. Climate change has been, been strange for sure. Yeah. So um, another song on the album, Southern Sun, I thought was really um, interesting. And I was wondering if you could uh, talk about that one. I thought it was cool. There's a little flute, um, uh, at least on the video on um, on that one, hey. the keys and stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's Nick breaking out the flute. We had to put it in the video, too, because it was like, um, didn't want someone to think that, you know, it was a synth or something like that. Or anything <laughs> that. It's like, no, this motherfucker plays the flute. He's doing it. <laughs> that's awesome. My dad, my dad's a huge Jethro Tull fan, so he's been begging me to put flute in one of our songs, and it's just oh hey Buster. It's, so it just you know that, that song just happened to be the the first one that I I felt you know it's like okay this 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 can go here, yeah. but um no that song was that song was born out of Sean just playing like a we were having a discussion at band practice about how much we love Tool yeah <laughs> yeah and we were talking about. That I think it was, I think it's that song Eulogy. Are you familiar with Tool? You're a Tool yeah. fan? Uh-huh. I'm, I'm not uh-huh. a huge, huge fan, but I'm, I'm familiar with them. And it's just, we were just talking about having like that straight beat that like goes through a different count, but it's straight the entire time. I don't know if that makes sense, but it's like, like the fucking kick is just continuous, but there's groove to it because of the way you play around it. Danny Carey does that like incredibly. So we were just talking about that. And I was like, Sean, just do something like that and keep doing it. And he just did that. And we just like kept looking for riffs and stuff like that. And then kind of came up with that. And then it kind of evolved to like be a little smoother than that, you know, and just have that. I think it's the solo. It really gets into the, uh, it, that beat that I was just talking about, but the rest of it was kind of like born from just kind of trying to go around that. Um, so that was cool. That actually kind of came out of nowhere. That that was one of those songs where, um, oh, Buster, <laughs> my dog outside. Buster, come here, buddy. <laughs> uh, you can take over, wise. <laughs> Getting the dog. Um, I was not paying attention because I was trying to get Buster to like not fuck the laptop up. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So that like. A lot of times it'll be like, okay, I've got a riff or I've got an idea or something like that. But that was like just purely like we had a beat and we just put all of that together around it. And then it just evolved into that song as it was as we like kind of kept going with it. So that was an interesting way to write it. It was cool. For sure. How how does um, lyric writing work for you guys? Uh, We write all the (laughs) we write all the music and then I typically write the vocal melodies first and once we have the music i'll like kind of start to write vocal melodies and um i do that by like just singing gibberish syllables and things but sometimes words and a lot of times just like uh whatever random words i'm saying i'll just end up writing around them kind of you know uh but that's kind of how it goes i get I get a melody and like everything is music until I'm like, okay, this actually needs to be words now (laughs) because I'm not uh, a poet, you know, I'm not like someone who writes out of necessity. I I don't know that I'd go around writing if I wasn't trying to write lyrics, you know? Uh, 
Um, so it's just kind of something I don't want to say an afterthought cause it's not really like that. Um, because I think about, but it, it just comes, it comes next, you know, in that process for, for us as I just kind of sit down and think of what I want to say. Right. But you know, you don't like journal or like keep entries or anything like that. You kind of do it when the, the song needs well, to be finished. I have a, I have a note. Um, and when I like a, like a constant evolving, you know, like, like on, your on phone, my phone, yeah. like a note on my phone. Um, and I'll just think of things. I'll be like, Oh, I want to say that. Or I'll be listening to a song and I'll be like, Oh, that makes me, I'll just like keep notes of like little lyrics as they like enter my head. Um, like I say, I only do that because I know I need to, <laughs> <laughs> you know, fucking write some lyrics for the band or whatever. Um, but yeah, that, that's how that works. I keep that note and uh, I'll get like some melodies going and then I'll go to my notes and be like, is anything I have fit with what I'm trying to say? It usually just kind of comes together really naturally from there. You know, it's not, that, that's how that works. That's how I get lyrics. Yeah. I, 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 I've written songs before too, where um, I start with that. And then sometimes I find that the word that I use, the nonsense word, I just can't get out of my head. And I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. Like this word is stupid. <laughs> like <laughs> it becomes this like yeah, huge problem. No, I can't get it out of my head either. So I don't, I don't know. Maybe it is stupid, but I can't tell anymore. So <laughs> it is what it is. You know? All right. <laughs> Well, maybe it's maybe it's like a like a beat, like stream of consciousness kind of a thing, you know. Like, there's a meaning for that. You know? I, I I do think that's kind of real. Like, whatever the melody is, and this this word popped into your head, they came together for a reason. You you know, your subconscious Absolutely. is putting them together. Absolutely. If nothing else, it'll just kind of like help me because, like I say, I'm not a writer. I'm not like a natural writer. But I think you know, so it'll help me. Um, start to inform like a writing pattern before I even have like a subject matter or a rhyming pattern, if you will, you know, like, so I'll be like, Oh, like even if I don't use that word, I'll end up using a word that rhymed with it or like had the same amount of syllables or like, you know what I mean? Like it'll, something about it will stick. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It fits in the flow of the the pattern. Yes. Yeah, sure. yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, we've, we've talked about a couple of bands uh, so far. You mentioned Tool and, and uh, Jethro Tull with the uh, the, the flute, uh, but um, yeah. I'm, I'm interested in, in inspirations because like you guys have such a unique sound. Um, it, it is it it's it's hard to pin down. It's hard to say like, oh, you sound like this or oh, you sound like this. Um, and I'm just kind of interested <laughs> in what what sort of yeah, stuff yeah. is, you know, what what did you grow up listening to? What what kind of things are you bringing into it um, that uh, that influence the sound? I, I think that we sound like that because that is it's really fucking wide. Um, but you know, Nick and I met when we were in kindergarten and bonded over Nirvana. And so that was that time, you know, we were in kindergarten in 1991. Or yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, we were, and, uh, we had older siblings and parents that like music. So we we're very aware of music and things like that, you know? So, and, and that's why we bonded. Cause like, most of the other six-year-olds weren't. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, that there's a huge grunge influence, just that entire era. I don't even want to say grunge, just that entire era of, like, 90s music is, is a, a massive influence. Even a lot of um, new wave bands that were putting out music at the time, you know, like The Cure, you know, on into the 90s, The Cure is a huge influence of ours. 
Um, the Black Crows is a massive influence of mine in particular, but of, of the whole band, you know, but just grew up with that kind of thing. So there's like a very large 90s influence. Just in general, fucking Duran Duran still making incredible records in the 90s. and just, You know what I mean? So many bands that just... Depeche Mode, another big influence of ours. So, so there's the the new kind of rock thing happening in the '90s, and there's also this like mature maturation of like '80s new wave into all these things that became in the '90s, and that's usually my favorite stuff. Like my favorite Depeche Mode shit is like the '90s stuff, you know. So, just a lot from that time that that we really like, and I th- and like that as another reason why it's wide, you know what I mean? Like within that thing, cause it's more about that time frame. Um, but also just like that, that's just one kind of area of it. Uh, I know Nick has a much broader thing than I do. All of my things that I like are, um, even if it's like metal or whatever, it's pop to an extent because it's not like fucking classical or some of the wild ass shit that I hear Nick listening to sometimes. <laughs> well, I, I grew up as a classical pianist. So like listening to like classical, I play the or like a pipe organ at church. And so like, I'm listening to shit like that all the time. Um, I used, I grew up going to the symphony. Um, but my favorite band growing up was, and still is Radiohead, And so that kind of like spacey vibe kind of comes into it a lot. Um, but yeah, I mean, when I talked him into being in this band, which I had to do, I had, it took multiple years of <laughs> talking him into starting a band with me as an adult. We started our first band together and we were like children, but like when we started brother Hawk, we were like 25 and he was on some other stuff. And I was like, yo, we got to do this thing. And he was like, no, <laughs> He's like, no, we're not. It's all good. Uh, anyway, I got him. But the way I got it was because like Neil Young is my biggest influence. And I was like, we need to make it sound like Neil Young meets Radiohead, which we didn't do anything like that at all. <laughs> but that's how we, you know, we just did what it is that he and I do together, you know. Um, but uh, that's how I got my foot in the door. He was like, oh, Radiohead. OK, well, I mean. <laughs> I can get down with that. <laughs> Radiohead's, oh my God, they're unbelievable. I, there's so many different twists and turns in that band, you know? I, I love Radiohead. High school, they were, they were like just transformational to me. And, and Nirvana as well, uh, same. Yeah. Well, we just went to, um, they played, The Smile um, played in Atlanta. That's oh, Tom, yeah. Johnny's new band. Right, um, right. They just played in Atlanta last uh, in December and we went and it was fucking phenomenal. It was, it was insane. It's crazy. That's, uh, <laughs> there's a lot of element that I think about that band. Have you listened to that band at all? I just, I saw the tiny desk concert of it. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, so you can listen to the record and you know who it is. So like you're hearing all these sounds and you're just thinking, Oh, this sounds cool. Like that's cool. You're not getting like a sense of like when we saw them, it's just three of them and they're doing all of that shit. Like at that moment, there's like something sounds like a weird fucking computer or whatever. And Johnny's like tapping on the Les Paul and you're like, how the fuck does that? <laughs> what You know what I mean? It's like, I would have think that they just had like some kind of weird fucking thing. They were making a sound with in the studio, but it's like a legitimate crazy guitar part he's playing. And that just happens like over and over again. And you're just like, 
it's insane to watch them. Yeah. I feel that way about Nick and our records because you hear our records and you're like, oh, that's thick and cool and heavy. You don't realize Nick's like playing fucking three <laughs> keyboards at once and all this crazy shit, you know, like and making this just insane thing that is very hard to do, you know? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just on the subject of them and that band, the show was incredible. And they were just, like I said, they were doing it, it for anyone who hasn't seen them and like listens to that record. They are just doing all of that, like right in front of your face. It's like not, yeah, it shouldn't be possible. No, <laughs> no, it's wild. They're amazing. Yeah. They, my favorite album is uh, in rainbows um, from Radiohead. And uh, there's a, a live thing on YouTube where they, they play the whole album uh, live. Um, it's yeah. like live from in the, the basement. The, from the basement, from right? The basement. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, you get awesome. to see him do all that, you know, and, and you're just like, what the fuck? How, fuck yeah. these guys are too good, man. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> I love that. Cool, man. Well, the, uh, the, the album sounds amazing. And, um, yeah, I'd love to hear, um, about like, uh, uh future plans for like, uh, touring. We talked a little bit about touring and be mainly on the East coast, but, um, you got, um, uh, other projects, plans coming out this year. What, what's in the, what's in the, the, the next few months going to look like for you guys? We are like hard at work getting just tour dates together to support this record. We spent like a ton of time and energy into it. We really want to like give it its due because we're really proud of it too. Just like as a record, it's really the first time that we've written a whole record and known that that's what it was going to be while we were writing it. Mm. Other ones were like, we've had a lot of drummer changes so that when you're trying to keep playing and stuff like that, creates weird things with writing new stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And so all all the records so far had been like, you know, from pieces of things that were written here and there, but this one we were like, okay, we know we are writing this record and like, let's do it. So it's very complete in my mind and you know what I mean? It's just Mm -hmm. very, very proud of it. So we really just want to do everything we can to give it its due. And so we're just going to be trying to play as much as possible. As of right now, we just have the Florida shows and um, the Atlanta release show. Uh, but we're going to, we're definitely going to do like full East Coast stuff, like on into May, April, spring. We'll be doing that. And then hopefully and beyond looking for opportunities to, you know, play with other people, yeah. you know, do some things. We ha- we've, we've done that minimally at this point you know we've we've just done a lot of stuff by ourselves you know Mm -hmm. um so just looking looking for that i I don't think we won't put anything else out this year yeah this will be like the release of the year and the rest of the year will just be about trying to take it and take the show along with it really proud of the show right now it's like better than it's ever been our new drummer bobby is fucking fantastic and just really fits in and we just feel very comfortable and it's just, it's really awesome. So just trying to take that show to as many places as possible. So awesome in front of some people. Yeah. That sounds great. Well, if uh, people want to know more about you guys, what's the best place to look for you online? Brotherhawkatl.com. That's it. Right. Got all the stuff. Brotherhawkatl.com. It has, there's everything from there. So it has links to all of our socials, Mm -hmm. whether you use Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever we, if there's something to have, we have it. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you go there, everything will spread from that and you can follow us however you see fit. Sounds good. All right, man. Well, the album sounds amazing. Uh, I hope you guys make it to the West Coast uh, sometime this you year. Love to come Thanks. see you. And uh, yeah, thanks for, for chatting with me. 
Yeah, no problem. Thank Our you pleasure, so much, man. For Appreciate us. you having us. Hey everybody, thanks for listening. Just a quick reminder to follow me on social media, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. If you haven't already, like and subscribe to the show wherever you're listening to this. Hit that subscribe button, leave me a rating, and tell a friend. Until next time, everybody, have a good one.